Three were given to the elves, the mortal, wisest, and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, so the, the great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. Nine rings were gifted to the race of men, who above all else desired power. And one ring was given to Santa Claus, the most festive being. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! This is the Christmas episode of the podcast nobody asked for. With me, Santa Claus, Ian Harris. It's Ian Harris. It's not Santa Claus. Oh, and me, Jesus. Oh, I knew I recognised you from somewhere. Yeah, it was. It was. You know that time when you were like, "There's only one fish." I've got lots of friends. Oh, that was you. Yeah. Oh, I thought you just ran down the shop. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, that's, um... that's a bit of podcast riffing. I hope lands well. So <laughs> this week, it's actually it's Graham Jones, by the way. I'm not actually Jesus. <laughs> hey, less of that. <laughs> you just need to believe. Um. So this week we are talking all things, all things, all things. This week, we... Thorsten Frings. He was he was an ex Tottenham player, which is a really niche reference. So this week, we're talking all things Santa, and talking about films that we would want to add Santa to. Yep. Which turns out, the more research I did into this, is every single film ever made. There's there's a lot of options here, right? Because it's there's there's a few ways you can approach it. You can switch out a key character for Santa, and then completely change the dynamic of the film. Or you can just plop Santa into the rest of the kind of film universe that um, is occurring and obviously enjoy the consequences, which I think we've had a bit of a mixture of over the course of these uh, picks. It's like we've said that there's I kind of we, we reference in the episode. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of alternate Christmas films, but there's not a lot of alternate Santa films. No, and we want to. Do what's right for the world and introduce more Santa. Talking, um, talking of alternate Christmas films, um, something that was brought to to our attention this week that I feel we need to talk about is the KFC Lifetime movie, starring Mario Lopez Slater of Saved by the Bell fame as sexy Colonel Sanders. It's called Recipe for Seduction, and none oh, just just. Just Colonel Sanders. Yeah, just just <laughs> Colonel Sanders. The sexiness is implied. None of what I said is made up. Yeah. It's um Christmas does weird things to the film industry. I can't quite tell how self-aware it is. Like I'm hoping it's very self-aware, but I don't know. I don't know how in on the joke they are, and now I really want chicken. Well, apparently one of the lines in it, <laughs> uh, there's a character called Billy Garibaldi. <laughs> and he apparently sneers this at Harland Sanders, if you ever wondered what the colonel's first name was. Oh, um, I thought it was sexy. <laughs> I know, sexy Sanders. He sneers at him, your secret's out, chicken man. So there you go. That's, I think that's about as um, as serious as it takes itself. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I kind of need to because, yeah, 
How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's finger looking good. So talking about movies, uh, I believe this week it's your movie recommendation nobody asked for. It is. And obviously I forgot about that this week. So I'm just going to come up with one off the top of my head. And that recommendation is weirdly one of my favourite Christmas movies, even though I know it is arguably kind of trash. And that is uh, Jingle All The Way. Because for some reason, I just fucking love that film. It's got everything you need in a Christmas movie. Arnie, Sinbad. Um, Big show. Yeah, Turbo Man. The weird wolf thing. Pink wolf sidekick. Oh, shit. What was he called? Uh, can't remember. Booster. Booster, yeah. Booster, the faithful pet sidekick tiger. Who looks... Turbo Man. Who looks straight out of Power Rangers, like early Power Rangers. To be fair, I think I would have been alright with a booster doll. I, I think I think the kid was pushing his luck. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the kid is a little shit, isn't he, in it? Yeah. Um also I, I thought Wally was the villain, so who do I know? Fair point. Who do I know? Who do, I, do know? I know? I know you. I think you know me. Um Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back from the, the fish and the wine. <laughs> so I know it's a Christmassy festive family time of mm. year but you know sometimes you want a bit of a break from festivity so do you have an idea of a film which would be a break from all of that yeah so, you know a break from the snowman a break from the gingerbread a break from presents. yeah and i think i think it's important to still have something that's got a lot of kind of color a lot of decoration but also you know at christmas it's it's meant to be a christian holiday it it's good to kind of you know understand how other cultures celebrate different times of the year and a film that really taps into that and to a real niche subculture as well is midsummer so midsummer is the you know it is the celebration of midsummer it comes around much less frequently than christmas in the sense that okay the the proper midsummer festivals they have it on an annual basis but it's once every 90 years i think or maybe i'm maybe i'm slightly off on that but anyway they they have the, the kind of the big festival it's like um like what we were meant to have with Bastonbury at 50 last year um but hope i don't i don't think this year's midsummer got cancelled due to covid it may have I'm not sure but yeah great film not massively christmassy there is a teddy bear of sorts and teddy bears are kind of christmassy i guess but yeah go go watch midsummer if you've had enough of santa because we're going to talk about santa quite a lot on that note uh santa claus is coming to town with our top three films we want to add santa to and i believe and i know this for a fact because we recorded the intro last it's your choice Graham. so yeah paint me a advent calendar <laughs> so my first uh pick this week for a film where i'd like to see santa introduced is is a film where technically Santa is is canon within this universe. He absolutely exists. Therefore, it kind of makes sense for him to make an appearance. Nice. And that is uh, the 2015 horror comedy Krampus, which was directed by Michael Doherty, who I think we've spoken about before because he did Trick or Treat. I think we spoke about on the, yes, um, yes. I f- I forgot. I forgot it was him. The minisode. Yeah. And also, like, a really kind of quite stellar cast for a horror comedy. You've got Adam Scott, you've got Tony Collette. Uh, oh, I, 
forget the guy who who plays the annoying brother-in-law. It's the guy. It's Champ from. Um, I, I think Anchorman. again, his that's his Christian name is <laughs> Champ from Anchorman. Yeah, that guy from Anchorman. No, not that one. No, 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 the other one. Yeah, yeah, the one that's also in a few episodes of The Office. Yes. Yeah. But not no, no not that one in The Office. No, 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 no. The, the other, other one, one in The yeah, Office. Yeah. Not no. You're thinking of Bob Vance, not Bob Vance. The other one that's kind <laughs> of like he's no, he's not with Phyllis. Um, but anyway, Krampus. So the general plot to Krampus, it's kind of your typical holiday movie setting. Every All of the extended family are found around at Christmas. Most of them are awful. There's a lot of people that you just generally don't get on. The sort of, I guess he's the main character is Max. He's the youngest kid in the family. And he still really believes in Santa. But also so does his, um, so does his grandmother, who is... German and speaks German throughout the whole film. I'm not entirely sure why they put that in as a as a plot device. It was it was. I know it's kind of Krampus is a is um has its roots in Germany and Austria, um. But apparently the original version of the script, she was just going to be deaf. Um. So I don't know why they went for so instead of because obviously how about instead of ger- deaf, we make her German. German. <laughs> Very nearly combined them into Jeff there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, strange one. But anyway, so she also believes and she's kind of instilled this Christmas spirit in Max. Um, but when his cousin's around, they're all kind of ridiculing him and everything to the point that he just, gosh darn, loses his Christmas spirit. He rips up his letter to Santa and that basically sets the in motion the events of the movie, which is essentially Krampus coming to town. He for for people who don't know who or what Krampus is, he's it's it's kind of based in German Austrian folklore. He is basically the anti Santa. So like he, I mean, in the context of the film, he takes all of the bad kids to hell. I think. <laughs> I think I think I think that's Chris, uh, Christmas hell. Christmas hell, yeah. But in so in Austrian Germany, they have these Krampus runs where like grown men dress up as Krampus and chase kids around town to scare them which is interesting but yeah so krampus comes along and he starts doing his thing terrorizing everyone etc etc so the re where i would bring santa into this movie is for like an epic duel with krampus so krampus is are are we talking hamilton duel or are we talking like royal rumble duel so i've i've written steven spielberg's duel (laughs) i've written down um I'm thinking a Godzilla-style showdown in the snow. Because Krampus is, is, yeah. is quite big. I think, you know, we, okay, in the context here, Santa is a big mythical kind of dude. <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's having a... I, I can see sort of the snow coming down, sort of backlit by the moon, all of the weird, creepy snowmen surrounding them. Yeah, I thought about this quite a lot. But also, I think one thing that would work really quite cool is, so there's a bit of a backstory to the, um, to the grandmother. I thought you were talking about. There's a bit of a backstory to Santa. You see, <laughs> oh, no. him and Krampus grew up in the same school. <laughs> I will touch on the lack of a Santa backstory in a later um, choice, but anyway, yeah, there's the backstory. So the the grandmother, the reason she believes in Krampus and Santa is because she basically had um, all of her family, apart from her, were dragged to hell by Krampus because they lost their 
at Christmas spirit because the wall was on, which I think is really dark. (laughs) Rules be rules, bro. (laughs) So I just kind of, you know, if assuming Santa kind of maybe tried and failed back in the wartime, I kind of, I'm thinking of like flashbacks to Santa battling Krampus where, you know, using like old World War II weaponry, he's got like a, a little helmet on instead of his his santa hat yeah i think there's there's just a lot of good options here for for some some good fight scenes um i like it i i mean to to throw it to throw a curveball at you which is now going to become a recurring question and <laughs> i haven't thought about this myself which which movie santa would you go for here oh which movie santa jeez or, or maybe not even movie santa like who would you want as santa facing off against krampus so you'd want i think Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren Santa. Yeah. It's like punching iron. <laughs> Absolutely. Sold. Sold. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of cool, like, you have, like, in the movie, Krampus has, like, all of his possessed little toys and gingerbread man who's voiced by Seth Green. Fuck, I, I forgot he was... The, basically, this entire film is just things I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> The only, the, only, yeah, the only thing I forget more is Adam Scott's name in Parks and Rec. For some reason, that's not information I can maintain. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, you've kind of got Krampus with all his little things. So I'm assuming Santa brings like his elves and stuff as well to sort of back him up and, and, and take would, out. Would he tag, the, yeah, tag them in? Like, would it, because it is kind of like, it is kind of done like a straight B movie, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. But would, mean, you, would, you, would you have it like a wrestling thing? Oh, I mean, that's... So just tagging, tagging elves in? That's that's a shout. I, I kind of had it as like you know, those, like you've kind of got the main showdown between the two, but you have these little mini skirmishes going on between like elves and possessed gingerbread men and, and stuff that are maybe trying to take the family members and, and fuck shit up. So yeah, and also it makes sense, right? The grandmother, she she's an ardent believer in St. Nicholas. You could have a whole bit where she's like, you know, convinces Max to believe again and they can summon Santa and the showdown begins. And yeah, I mean, if anyone, if anyone at whatever studio made Krampus is listening, give me 10% of the... Uh, the gate receipts and um you can have this how how would you summon santa back would it be a case of reassembling the letter mm. or is it like the end of elf <laughs> i'm not sure because krampus is has the little bauble with his name on it so i'm wondering if there's i'm thinking like because it's like a constant good and evil there must be like a santa bauble somewhere or maybe there's a maybe you have to make a reindeer noise you know, like in the South Park movie, where it's the the dying giraffe sound, you have to make a, a reindeer noise. Well, the speaking, of, so I was going to bring up South Park. So the only fighting Santa that I could kind of think of was um, the very first South Park short. So where Santa fights Jesus. Oh yeah, I forgot. And about it is that. it is just a wrestling <laughs> thing. Yeah, I mean, Jesus can make a cameo as well. I'll throw it out there. If if if, if they want to bring Jesus in, um, he can absolutely uh, he can absolutely make a cameo. But I, I like it now. Krampus, Krampus was a great because I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting a lot from Krampus, but it turns out I was thinking about another Krampus series. Okay, so there's another series of Krampus films, and they are awful. Krampus was great. It's like it's surprisingly, I, I think a lot of films get the horror comedy mix it's difficult to get the mix right yeah you either go it's either not funny enough or it's too funny so it's not horror enough yeah you go you go too far one way or the other basically yeah um 
but yeah there, there's a few out there that do it i think i know we've spoken about it before but like cabin in the woods i think is is a very good example yeah probably leans slightly more on the horror side but um but yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised i i kind of threw it on uh, a couple of weeks ago actually for the first time and it was it was it i went in with low expectations but then when i started seeing all of these great actors pop up, i was like okay well there must be something to this if, if these guys are signed on but despite how much i enjoyed it i would have preferred it if we had a had a showdown with um with saint nick and also they released this specifically on the same night that krampus is meant to come out which i think is the 5th of december <laughs> and that is called krampus nacked that is something i would want to hear dolph Lundgren say right you thought this was krampus nacked but it is nick nacked heinenbaum bitch <laughs> and then stabs him with a Nice, yeah. I'd, I would, yeah. I'd watch that. I really want to rewatch Krampus now as well. I'm just going to dive straight into mine because it ties in really well. Sweet. So, music transition. My first choice then is in a similar vein to yours, and this could be a fairly short segment because I'm basing this entirely on one solitary pun. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there is a good discussion to have around Christmas and horror. Mm-hmm. So. Who am I talking about? He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. Santa. It's Freddy Krueger. Ugh. So, I want Santa to be the main villain in Nightmare on Elm Street. Because he sees you when you're sleeping, which, you know, same as Freddy Krueger, and he knows when you're awake, same as Freddy Krueger. Yep. And you, you better watch out. What's he, um... um transition. Is... Yeah, so the, 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 the problem here is we, we've... We have to make a decision as a podcast right now. Right. So, Freddy Krueger is obviously a paedophile serial killer of children. (laughs) I'm not saying Santa has to be that for this to work. We could leave it a bit more open-ended. He doesn't necessarily have to... He he gets burnt alive by parents, Freddy Krueger. So, Santa maybe gets his burns from a... Chimney. I mean... Yeah, he hangs around with chimneys a lot. Yeah. It, it, it could work. It wouldn't... I think a lot of the things, you, you could pretty much keep the same from there. I mean, all of the deaths and stuff. Santa's kind of inherently a magical person. Maybe he's sick of kids losing their uh, their festive spirit, but it just seems to fit slightly too much. You say, you say you know, you keep most of the other things the same. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't... I don't remember Santa having a razor-clawed hand. Well, so that's definitely something commandeered off of somebody from the naughty list. <laughs> um, one of the maybe one of the elves went because if you're if Santa's doing this, there's going to be elves involved as well, which means there's a workshop, which means there's probably there must be like an old-school blacksmith elf or something who makes this shit for him. I, I don't I don't feel the need to go through and summarize Nightmare on Elm Street for people either. People have seen the film and know exactly what it's about, or they haven't, but still know exactly what it's about because it's fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. But yeah. the the idea, it was more for me the idea of a horror movie, Santa, because I tried to find. There's a lot of Christmas horror movies, yeah, yeah, but there's not a lot of Santa. There's there's a lot of people dressing up as Santa in mm. horror movies, so like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, um. And no, I'll, I'll stop now. Um, but there's not a lot of actual Santa in horror movies. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, 
We should start a petition and change that. It's probably protected by like Coca-Cola or something. Wouldn't get the shit with Pepsi. No, not at all. Although you do get fucking the weekend at the Super Bowl halftime show, so I don't know what's worse. Don't talk about the star of Uncut Gems like that. So we have... Have you seen Santa's Sleigh? I haven't, no. So Santa's Sleigh is Goldberg from WWE. (laughs) Wonderful. And the idea is that Santa is a demon who lost a bet with an angel and had to be good for a thousand years. But the thousand years are over. And there's a scene where he um, just kills people around a dinner table and it is, it, it's crap, but it's amazing. Nice. It's the right, it's the horror, you know, the, again, the B-movie kind of horror crap. You, yeah, you yeah. have uh, Rare Exports, which we'll definitely be coming on to, spoiler, on a future <laughs> mini-sode. <laughs> yep. um, where they kidnap an elf and it turns out Santa is again this giant kind of demon being which they've uh, discovered frozen in ice um, you have Saint which is more about it's a, I think it's a Dutch film about Saint Nicholas and Saint Nicholas yep. killing people and then you also had so I watched today a Christmas horror story which is it had been recommended to me a while ago by someone I don't think listens to the podcast, but shall remain nameless anyway. And I thought it looked shit. <laughs> right. And it's not. It's actually really fun. William Shatner's in it. It's basically... That's an what you Yeah, yeah. So he plays a, a radio DJ that you keep cutting into. Like a late night, yeah, late night radio voice kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's four, Christ- uh, four Christmas horror films that are kind of interwoven together. So there's one about a family trying to find a Christmas tree. There's one about uh, kids locked in an old convent. There's a Krampus episode. Nice. Or uh, Krampus. I, I'm not sure the correct term. What, 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 what makes up an anthology? There's a Krampus story. We'll just go story because yeah. that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's also one where it's Santa... And there's zombie elves. Nice. So his elves have... Um, one of his elves dies, and elves aren't supposed to die, which means they become undead, and it's spreading around his Christmas workshop, and it's Santa killing elves. And I just... I think there is there is definitely space out there for a, just a played straight Santa-centric horror movie. Yeah, I can buy so that. So why not night yeah, why not Nightmare on Elm Street? I mean, it makes sense of why, you know, kids are so enthralled by him because he's in their he's in their dreams. It and means that that one line I'm basing this entire spiel on makes sense. So one thing that also does fit really well is obviously Freddy Krueger has has three things about him that are iconic, right? You've got you've got his razor glove thing, which we've already discussed, it's come from the naughty list. You've got his hat, which I'm assuming he's swapping out for a Santa hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his jumper. I mean, he could have a classic ugly Christmas jumper in place of I mean, the, it, the stripy thing. I mean, it is basically an ugly Christmas jumper, though. I mean, it is green and red. Yeah, fair, fair point. So fair point. I, I, I don't think you would go, you know, it'd be a bit more of a hip, hipster Santa vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but also, in this, we're implying that Santa burnt to death in a chimney. So True. And so he's he's not bringing he's not bringing any gifts at all. He's just murdering children. Uh, just the gift of sweet relief from this mortal chain. 
Um, <laughs> you know, the kids could think he's looking for vengeance and that they're on a naughty list or something. You know, it, it's, it's similar. You can do similar story beats. And again, like I said, this is based entirely on the fact that he knows when you're sleeping. And I thought that was too good a thing to just leave alone. <laughs> and then you can also obviously have him face off against um, Jason in a follow-up. Yeah, is 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 Jason playing the role of Krampus? If we're kind of we could do that. Yeah, yeah, we we could do a Santa, Santa versus Krampus, but then that obviously means Friday the thirteenth would have to become December the fifth. <laughs> Krampus snack. Yeah, and the first one isn't actually Krampus; it's Krampus's mum. <laughs> I definitely watched that. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of. I, I'm, I'm trying to think who I would want to play horror movie Santa, and the only one I can think of is Bill Goldberg from Santa Slay. But like, it's actually perfect. But if I had to go for someone different. I'm trying to think of kind of like the movie horror royalty, and I still think Robert England in a fat suit and a beard, just straight up Freddy Krueger. Yeah, the one that sprung to mind for me because obviously Santa's a bit more rotund than Freddy Krueger was yeah. was Danny DeVito. Maybe, but he's also I I would I would I would go Danny DeVito if I was leaning into the humor side of it, but I want to try and go more traditional horror. Right. Okay. Because Nightmare on Elm Street was, I know it was silly, but it was still more horror than horror comedy. Oh, it was, yeah, and for the for the time of its release, it was, I think if you watch it now, it looks a lot sillier than it was when it came out. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and also this way we get to see Santa kill Johnny Depp. This is very true. Yeah. Suck him into a bed. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, that's literally, like I said, it. it I just want. Santa in a horror movie, and that makes too much sense not to go for it. Nice, yeah, I'm I'm up for it. Two two Santa horror movies in a row. I'm, I'm good with Sold. That. So is your next one, uh, Santa's Chainsaw Massacre. Good choice. So I'm going to go slightly away from horror, but it is kind of linked to what you've said about Nightmare on Elm Street in the fact that it's based on something really quite small and subtle. I think it would just be quite fun. So I don't know how much there is to talk about here. Hopefully it might give you a few ideas. At the end of the day, you know, obviously we're talking a lot about Santa, but the real star of Christmas is Jesus. And <laughs> I, I was going to take the piss and say Rudolph there. <laughs> and now I'm glad I didn't because that's an out of context soundbite, which will be clipped off. And <laughs> get me on some Westboro lists. <laughs> I think God, we're God probably hate... all on that. Yeah, God hates reindeer. <laughs> so yeah and obviously you know it's all about the birth of jesus christianity etc um and this film literally starts with the birth of jesus christ and this film is monty python's life of brian which is flat out one we of were, all, all, all my notes from passion of the christ so this is going to be <laughs> uh, mis- misunderstood what you meant are they are they all written down in aramaic as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, it's it's a powerhouse of a film. It's probably one of my favorite. Well, it's probably one of my favorite comedy films of all time. It's up there with my favorite films of all time. It's fantastic. It's so a lot of it's very subtle in in the humor. Obviously, some of it less so, and is is very in your face, Monty Python. It's the film that was so funny. It got banned in Norway, um, which was actually on a, a Swedish movie poster for the film. So Life of Brian, if you haven't seen it, follows Brian of Nazareth, who was born 
the same night as Jesus in the stable next door. Which which date was that? Oh, I'm not sure actually. I mean December December fifth, right? December fifth, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah it was Krampus, Krampusnacht because uh, there were some some grown men dressed up as Krampus out in the out among the. Um, that scene makes sense now. I always, always blew me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Krampus is Aramaic for Christ. I don't know if you're serious or not. <laughs> no, of course it's not. <laughs> I'm fairly sure Krampus is German for not Santa. <laughs> oh, they've got a word for everything. Um, <laughs> I should have. I should have run with that. <laughs> um, uh, you've completely thrown me. Yeah. So uh, Brian is born the same night as Jesus. The wise men come and see Brian, realize he's not Brian, take the gifts back, go give them to Jesus. And as fate would have it later on in Brian's life, their fates intertwine and people think that, that Brian is the Messiah and there's a whole storyline that goes off from that. And so obviously, you know, where does Santa come into all of this? And I think this change is quite subtle. And the subtle change is that instead of Brian being mistaken for Jesus. Brian gets mistaken for Santa. <laughs> so ah. Santa is born on the 25th of December in the manger. He grows up, you know, he has his um he has his apostles. Obviously there's the famous Jesus I think only appears in one scene during the life of Brian which is the the speech on the on the mount, uh, the sermon on the mount, sorry. Um so obviously you would have lines such as "Blessed are those on the nice list." What did he say? <laughs> Something about the mice list. <laughs> I think he's referring to uh, all rodents. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like it in in a film that is based in the absurdity. Doing this would kind of dial the absurdity up to eleven. Not only is everyone mistaking Brian for the Messiah, but the Messiah is. Santa. It would obviously lead to a few changes. You have the bit where all of the people that think Brian is the Messiah start carrying around his his sandal or the gourd that he dropped, and you have two distinct factions of Christ of Brianism, I guess. I say it would be a stocking, surely. Uh, very, very good point. Very good point. A stocking, and then what? I mean, what would you replace the gourd with, like a Christmas pudding or something? Would it be like stocking or wrapping paper? Yeah, that that could work. Wants presents in this? Yeah, yeah. Wants presents in this, or stockings <laughs> or hampers or something like that. Yeah, well, I quite like wrapping paper because there's the bit with the like when he loses his shoe, everyone's convinced that they must take their shoes off. So like because it's because <laughs> yeah. it's wrapping paper, maybe they start like wrapping them. So I can see John Cleese like wrapping himself up because like that's what that's what that. Brian wants. And obviously, as well, that not only you know are these the symbols of it, but these are the gifts that they need to give. Right, everyone needs to give gifts of gourds and sandals and stockings because because that's what um that's what Brian dictated. Um, it obviously has the fairly dark connotation that Santa would be crucified by the Roman Empire, but you know, he's a magical being at the time of the Roman Empire. So was Jesus. It kind of fits. I mean, you could, instead of having the stocking wrapping paper factions, you could have half the people confuse him for Jesus and half the people confuse him for Santa. Because <laughs> then you could... Or would they still do Always Look on the Bright Side of Life? Or would it be like a Christmas Carol instead? Uh, yeah, I think I think you need an, an uplifting Christmas... Or you just Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, but with a Christmas 
spin. I'd watch that. I mean, this this is an easier question of who would you want to play him because you really have a choice of six people. Yeah, this is true. I would obviously er- er- Eric Idle's done Fuck Christmas. Before. Yeah, but you say that. Jesus wasn't played by one of the Pythons in the movie. Ah, uh, true, but I, I, I think if the Pythons had the opportunity to don a massive fat suit and beard... <laughs> to do the Sermon on the Mount in a, in a yeah. big fat suit. I'd go Terry Jones. I think it'd have to be Terry Jones. Yeah, or maybe Gilliam. I, I could see Gilliam as an elf. Because <laughs> he looks a bit... I, it wouldn't surprise me if it turns out Terry Gilliam is actually Andy Serkis doing mocap somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what, so... Terry Gillingham doesn't actually exist, and it is Andy Serkis motion yeah. captioning. Okay. I'm yeah, so you. when we went to that, yeah, when we went to that Q and A with him, like, yeah, yeah. To be fair, he looked real. He did look real. I mean, motion capture has come a long way. Well, and did you see Andy Serkis there? No, I, I, I no. have never seen them in the same room together. So. Ah, exactly. Oh, oh, speaking of people we saw in this is a just a niche reference for me and you um <laughs> uh, it, it's not if, if we're going pure if we're going pure fantasy we're talking about adding santa to a fucking film um if not only could we add santa to this film but also invent time travel yeah eddie is odd nice yeah i like that that's a good yeah. idea so for all of our loyal listener out there graham and i went to a q a of the um, fuck what's, what's the Don Quixote? Don Quixote, but what's the full name of the uh, yeah. the man who killed Don Quixote? The man, which we should know because he was trying to make this film for like eighty fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it it was great. Um, Terry Gilliam and uh, Jonathan Price did a Q and A afterwards, and Eddie Izzard was in the audience because he's obviously a massive uh, Python fan slash unofficial Python. Um, but yeah, I, I would see time traveling Eddie Izzard. That's yeah. a good Santa. Nice. I, yeah, I, I like think that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I would... So, I like the idea. I think it's commendable. I like what you're doing. I present to you an alternative. Go on. Life of Brian plays out exactly the same. Okay. Beat for beat, apart from one scene. I know what you're going to say. So, can I... Th- I, I, I want to know if I know you well enough, as I think I know you. And that is instead of the alien spaceship, it's Santa yes, on a sleigh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Brian runs to the top of the tower, falls off, and instead of falling into a spaceship, falls into Santa's sleigh. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm there for that. Because <laughs> I wasn't. It's but there's like the the very nature of Python films is I, I say that like there's more than two. Um, the I, well, actually, you've got meaning yeah, of life. I, I know there's more than two, but. The other ones are literal collections of sketches, yeah, while their movies are collections of sketches held together with a plot. Yeah, um, there's so many different sketches you could just throw Santa into in Life of Brian or Holy Grail, like you said, like um, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, yeah. just Santa, like n- nothing else, just him. It's um, you could do it in um, in Meaning of Life because he could be uh, Mister Creosote as well. <sighs> Well, that, that would make a lot of sense with a Christmas dinner as well. Yeah. That would be great. There's one more waffer. Because <laughs> was it they came... They did Holy Grail while they were between series, but they came yeah. back to do Life of Brian. Yeah, so getting John Cleese back to do that was like yeah. a big kind of coup. And, Cha- and Chapman was sober. Chapman was sober. 
Yeah. And uh, it was funded by um, George Harrison as well. Yes. And um, Spike Milligan. Yeah. George... That's very close to saying Spike Lee. That was a different different thing entirely. George Harrison, re he, he called it pawning his house. So he raised $4 million to finance it. And his reasoning was that he just wanted to see it. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I think the absurdity of, of like Python in general, even if you went down the route of like you say, just using him in the kind of substituting the aliens out for it, it, it would be great and it'd be hilarious. They'd do it really well. So yeah, I think it'd be funny. Are you sitting comfortably? Always. This is another choice, and I'm proud of this, and I did far too much research into this one to make <laughs> up for how little I did on Nightmare on Elm Street outside of one song lyric. Like your first choice, this is a choice that is technically in canon for its subject matter. Nice. Which is good. So it is now my turn to paint you a word picture. So sit comfortably, limber up a little bit. Yep. Right. Stretch, stretch. Yep. So Captain America is standing there, battered, bloodied, and bruised. Thor is in a crumpled heap over in the corner. Can't remember where Iron Man is. He's doing some kind of weird armor shit. And Captain America is alone, standing in front of the gathered armies of past Thanos. And he's ready to fight by himself because he is an ass that doesn't quit. And then, in his headpiece, Captain America hears on your left, which is a reference to something which Valken probably remembers a lot more than Captain America, because that's the kind of guy Valken is. Captain America probably doesn't remember it, but he's cool. He recognises the voice. He's like, oh, mate, you're supposed to be dead. And then a portal opens behind him, and Valken shows off and flies out and does, like, loopy loops and shit. And then loads of other portals open, and long-dead characters walk out that have been undusted You've got all of the Wakandans walk out. All of the Asgardians walk out. You've got spaceships. You have flying things. You have a horse with wings. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful moment. That was like 20 plus films in the making. And then Doctor Strange. So you, you're picking Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm picking yeah, Lord of the okay, Rings. Cool. And then Captain America turns and says, for Frodo. <laughs> and they charge. <laughs> but no, so Doctor Strange turns to... And to, I can't remember his name, so I'm just going to say his mate. <laughs> Do- <laughs> Doctor Strange turns to his mate, played by, I believe, Benedict Wong, and says, is that everyone? And then another portal opens. And out of this portal blows snow. And then two reindeer walk out, dragging a sleigh. And on that sleigh is Santa Claus. So my choice is obviously Lord of the Rings Return of the King. No, <laughs> it is Avengers Endgame. So, Santa Claus debuted in... Issue 34 of Strange Tales in 1955 and is what is referred to in comic book terms an Omega-level mutant. (laughs) So Santa is a Marvel character. like He's been featured. There's a comic book story where um, the X-Men realise that Cerebro, so their mutant hunting machine, um, has registered the most powerful mutant ever, and that's Santa. So Santa's powers include reality warping. So by touching his nose or winking, he can do anything. He's immortal. He can fit through small spaces. 
he can levitate, he can alter his appearance and those around him, teleportation, he can change people into objects, he can hear with great precision, he has telepathy, but specifically around telling if someone's naughty or nice. <laughs> he can soften hearts, so, like, villains will become overwhelmed with goodness and happiness. And okay, things. I thought you um, meant, like, um, biologically. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not like a cardiology thing. That's a. It's like it went from a, went from a quite a strong muscle to a flab. Yeah, and then they died. That's that, yeah, that's arrest. my next choice. Yeah, that's my next choice, which is Santa MD. <laughs> um, on Christmas Eve, his strength increases, so he can carry two tons by himself. Um, and his sack is actually a tesseract that uh, is a portal to a storage dimension. Which is where all the toys are, so he can carry around his sack and access toys. All of his elves are descendants from the Light Elves of Alfheim, which is one of the realms. So, uh, like Jotunheim, where yeah. the Frost Giants live and things. It's fucking crazy. So, I very nearly ruined this when you were talking earlier, but there was a comic book story where, to lower US morale during the war, Hitler captured Santa, only for Santa to then be rescued by Nick Fury, Captain America, and Bucky Barnes. <laughs> he owes he own he owes them as well. Yeah. So this wouldn't be the first like Captain America wouldn't be oh look Santa he'd be like oh look we saved you from Hitler. Um, Obviously, Santa Santa did save us though from uh, he saved New York City from the Hate Monger, and the Hate Monger is one of Hitler's clones. So Santa's Santa's had a lot of run-ins with Hitler, but he also doesn't stop just at defeating Nazis. So in his spare time, he's Nick St. Christopher, the world's greatest detective. Um, <laughs> and that's obviously thanks to his ability to know who's naughty or nice. Um, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't always been on the right side of history, though. So Santa like the child in Krampus, did become disillusioned with um, humanity's kind of lack of faith in Christmas spirit, so sold his Christmas organisation to Hydra. <laughs> so Santa rocking out the Hail Hydra could be interested, but he's turning up at the end of Endgame, so, you know, he's good. Just, um, just out of interest, back on the, the sort of greatest detective point, I, I kind of feel like being, being a top sleuth um, boils down to a little more than knowing if someone is naughty or nice. I think it gives you um, it gives you a good starting point uh, to then do traditional detective work, right? Because like if 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 I was interviewing someone that I suspected of murder and my telepathy told them they were nice, probably didn't murder. Ah, but what if it was a crime of passion? Ah, well, this isn't you know, maybe they work off like the minority report system, so. Just, just spitballing here. So he's obviously got his his sack that leads to the storage dimension. Um, maybe he can like pull out like the. I like to think the naughty and nice list is like the balls from Minority Report. I'm I'm envisioning like house points in Hogwarts. <laughs> that, that could I could see that. The the only the so the the only annoying thing with this choice is I know exactly who I would want to play Santa, and it is a Santa from another film. Right. Okay. But that actor has already been in this in the MCU. So, so who who do you th who do you think I'm thinking of? 
So has played Santa before and has been in the MCU. Minor character. Do, 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 do. Um, he's only appeared in one film, but he wasn't a minor character in it. Do, 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 Was Tim Allen in a Marvel movie? So, Kurt Russell. Uh so yeah. Kurt Russell was in the uh, the Christmas Chronicles, which we watched the first time like last week, and it is really fun. But I could see him playing a great kind of Santa. But w- what what I like about Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which I really wish they had done. So Chris Pratt wanted to recognize him as Kurt Russell, right? So because obviously he's a planet, and he's taking on like because he, t- he took on the form of David Hasselhoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Chris Pratt's idea was that he would have just taken on the form of Kurt Russell, who would have been big in like the seventies. Yeah, that that makes sense. But yeah, so Santa Santa has not only appeared in Marvel comics before, but he is one of the most powerful mutants in comics. What happened to um, his other reindeer, by the way? Because you said he was he's he appears through the snow with two reindeer. Uh, annual leave. <laughs> <laughs> annual leave. Yeah. Or at first, yeah, okay, so we, we, yeah, we'll go for the full, the full reindeer, and then they can kind of. So at one point, actually, Santa does re- he tries to modernize and replaces the reindeer and just has like a flying sleigh. Okay, um, but I I just thought the two reindeer would be more dramatic. I I I think having all of the reindeer, or actually no, you can instead of having them walk out, just like fly out like uh, uh, Valkyries do. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I did wonder if perhaps there'd been some kind of reindeer cull and they'd and they'd been slayed. Yeah, they just didn't want to play those reindeer games. <laughs> um, we could. Oh, oh, actually, no. Then, all right. Speaking of reindeer games, um, I want Ben Affleck as Santa in this, <laughs> like like hench Batman Santa, and he's he's obviously already played the world's greatest detective, so now he can actually play the world's greatest detective. I like the idea that that in the DC universe that that Batman is maybe not quite the world's greatest detective because he can't quite figure out who's naughty and nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just not very good at pe- uh, present delivery either. No, he just no. keeps trying to give bat thing. It's a bat ball. It's like, we don't know. But so there, there is a there is a comic series, or not? I, I think a comic strip anyway where Santa gets his hands on the Infinity Gauntlet and becomes overwhelmed with power. Nice. <laughs> it's, there's, there's a lot of things we could do here. But yeah, I, I think you could... And then obviously you can still expand him into kind of the wider MCU. So maybe we had in Captain America, you know, we have this kind of saving him from Hitler thing. Maybe in one of the Iron Men, like, you know, things are going to be attacked. And would it be Iron Men or Iron Mans? It'd be one of the Iron Mans, wouldn't it? That one of the Iron, to say. Iron Mans, yeah. Yeah. Iron Mans. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just I just like it. I mean, Omega level mutants don't come uh... Are we are we assuming that Omega is better than Alpha in terms of In in uh mutant hierarchy it is. Omega is the the most powerful mutants you can get. Okay. So there's a lot of Omega level mutants. So uh Magneto counts as one. Right, um, because in the comics, like, I think he gets to the point where he can manipulate magnetic fields and the magnetic energy between like atoms and things. Legion, who's Charles Xavier's son, who was played by Dan Stevens in the TV series, which is really good. Yeah, obviously Jean Grey, 
There's a, I, I don't want to go too comic booky because this is a movie podcast, but there's a lot, and Santa's one of them. Yeah, no, so, I was I was just curious if, uh, particularly if are there like twenty three other designations that are all follow the Greek alphabet? Yeah, from from Alpha to Omega, or is it just like on a on a sliding scale? Also, is so there a like, Delta mutant? In weirdly, in I think it must have been year three in primary school. We had to learn the Greek alphabet, and I used to know it like off by heart. And I have absolutely no understanding what benefit there was to doing that. Yeah, I was going to say why. Not a clue. There's there's a lot of things you should learn, like the mutant abilities of um, Santa, but also someone else who is canonically a mutant in the X Men series, at least, is. John F. Kennedy. Because <laughs> uh, Magneto, they think Magneto tried to assassinate him by bending a bullet towards him, but he was actually trying to bend the bullet away. He's got like <laughs> high levels of charisma, which is apparently, hey, if that's a mutant ability, then uh, consider me a mutant. Where's my X Men card? <laughs> my rock, guys, guys. Yeah, number three. Number three. The director of this film described the main character of this film as a guy who is searching for identity who mistakenly becomes a symbol but his goal is genuinely to make people laugh and bring joy to the world and presence and presence and to me that sounds santa-esque and also i was thinking we know a lot about santa when he is his, his final form is that a thing <laughs> but like we know <laughs> when saint nick hits uh level 32 he evolves into father christmas i thought you had to use the uh the coal stone <laughs> no that's that's for krampus <laughs> ah nice but yeah so we kind of you know a lot of takes on santa a lot of what we know about santa is all he's he is santa we don't really know what shaped santa how did santa come to be kind of need a, a santa origin story i kind of feel oh, no we've covered it graham he was he was burnt to death by parents <laughs> <laughs> um so what better way to kind of you know this is a person who wants to bring joy to the world we want to understand how he got there um so let's replace the title titular titular that's the word isn't it titular character yep. from last year's joker with santa <laughs> I still think like you would have the whole Arthur Arthur Fleck character. So like Joker is obviously like the character and the I guess you would kind of say alter ego to a degree that he he kind of ends up becoming and I feel like we could replace that with him turning into into Santa or you know assuming he's still called Arthur Fleck it would be Arthur Christmas. Um <laughs> if you will I like that underrated <laughs> film as well <laughs> obviously instead of his like really pained psycho laugh it's the ho ho ho's he's just got uncontrollable ho ho ho's so yeah as I say like it's the whole like Arthur puts on the clown suit he'd be putting on a Santa suit instead I think obviously the kids that beat him up at the start of the movie they're the inspiration for his naughty list and he also like you you see throughout the movie that after he treats those who are good to him 
well and by well i mean he spares their lives like he does with um with gary and obviously you know on the other side he murders randall who must have been on the naughty list must have been on the naughty list so um you know i think that all kind of adds up quite well Well, i think what's what's good for you as well is if instead of losing that weight, Wacken Phoenix had gained it, you could still have him playing Santa. Yeah, yeah. I oh, absolutely. I want Wacken Phoenix in this still, with, without a doubt. Well, it's up there with the, with our assumptions, right? So I'm assuming you st- also want to be best friends with Keanu Reeves in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without. I want to watch this film with Keanu Reeves. And I want Wacken Phoenix to be in it, <laughs> and I want the theme tune to be written by the guy who did Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Uh, no, I want you. To, I want the theme tune to be originally written by that, but I want your cover. Nice. Of yeah. whatever that ends up being it obviously would just be he only knows how to write theme songs with the title of the film so it would just be santa over and over again but, um... luckily he can only write songs about hard tickets <laughs> there's a hard ticket to gotham city it works yeah yeah it's not par- and there's just exactly the same lines yeah yeah just just switches out the location yeah just with a couple more sleigh bells in the background <laughs> so obviously in in the movie Joker, you kind of follow Arthur's sort of descent into psychosis and becoming the Joker character. In this, you know, we just see him that is altered into rather than becoming the kind of, I guess what he is kind of seen as like a a celebrity, but not in a good way in, in, the, in the actual movie. But his descent would be into like he is becoming um, becoming Santa. Also, the movie, spoiler alert, the movie alludes to the fact that Joker is like Batman's illegitimate brother. So even better would be Santa being Batman's illegitimate brother, because why not? Um, plus, they get along. They've got a lot in common, detectives, as we, as we mentioned earlier. Arthur, he sneaks into people's apartments. He sneaks into fancy events. He's going to be great at being Santa and sneaking into houses. and. The film, again, probably a, a slight spoiler if you haven't seen Joker, but the film is done in a way that... Oh, if you if you haven't seen Joker, watch Joker before you finish listening to this bit. And then skip forward to my next one, it's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, fantastic movie. So the, the film is done in a way that like all of the events that happen are kind of called into question with whether they're reality or delusions. And again, I think that really fits perfectly with someone who believes that they're Santa. Like the Santa could absolutely be a character within a like a, a mental institution where his his job of delivering presents and bringing joy around the world is just a product of his own delusions. His flying reindeer might just be the super rats that are plaguing Gotham. And Obviously, if Santa did exist, he'd probably still get called on to Robert De Niro's talk show. The murdering part of that, I don't know, maybe he's taking the naughty list a bit too seriously. So, fun fun fact for you. Mm. Santa, similar to Endgame, is canon in DC. Excellent. As a villain. Nice. Well, it fits perfectly there. So, are you aware of the intergalactic bounty hunter, Lobo? I am, yeah. So, the Easter Bunny... <laughs> once hired Lobo to assassinate Santa Claus, who was a brutal dictator who ran an empire out of his stronghold at the North Pole and uh, owned elves as slaves. <laughs> um, and Lobo massacred a load of the elves uh, to reach Chris Kringle's throne room. And then they 
engaged in Mortal Kombat where uh, Santa came at Lobo with shivs. <laughs> <laughs> Assume they were chiseled out of candy canes. I It doesn't say that specifically here, but they must have been. They had to have been, yeah. So your, yeah, your film would f- slot perfectly in as an origin story of that. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously, yeah, you have the whole... There's the whole ambiguity in Joker as well as like, is Joker the Joker? Or is it just what inspired the Joker? And, and so is is Santa the Santa, or did someone get wind of some crazy guy who ended up killing Robert De Niro and wanting to spread presence and joy and just think I'll take the good parts of that? I won't kill Robert De Niro again, and I'm going to train these reindeer. <laughs> is rain is reindeer like Santa's Robin? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, just a just a guy in a really like like a tight tight, tight fitting reindeer costume. Yeah, yeah, and he's obviously got antlers <laughs> and a laser that comes out of his nose. So yeah, yeah I'd, I'd 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 watch that. I also again now I I just want to watch uh, Joker again. Yeah, nowhere 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 does it say that Saint Nicholas wasn't the arch nemesis of Batman. This is true, and potentially um, his half brother. Yeah, yeah, but. What this so all of this talk of comic book movies has answered my own question from um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. So I want Nightmare on Elm Street Santa Claus to be played by Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I like that. So just thinking of because he's already white bearded in uh, obviously the Thor movies. Yep. I I think that could work, and he he's done a couple of horror movies. Well, yeah, I suppose it depends if you class Silence of the Lambs as a horror movie or not, but. Arguably one of the most famous ones. He did, yeah, he did that, but he he was also a priest in some one of your by the numbers possession things. I think wasn't it literally called priest? No, priest was Paul. No, not Paul Bettany. Was it Paul Bettany? Priest was like a post-apocalyptic vampire thing. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Right, the right maybe. Yes, you're right. Hey. Hey. R-I-T-E. Yes. Yeah. And Gary Oldman was in one as well, but that's a that's a story for another day. I like your choice, Graham. I like the Joker. I like Santa. You don't like Robert De Niro. I, I don't I don't get Robert De Niro. What 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 what's to get about Robert De Niro? Like you can't tell anyone this, it's a secret. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be recording it. I don't understand why people think he's one of the greatest actors of all time. He's he's very he's very good, but I I don't get why. He's good. He he kind of has. He's very he's very good at playing an Italian American gangster. Yeah, he has a, a limited range. Yeah, but he's he's, he's at... quite a good talk show host. True, he's good at what he does, but I don't think he's one of the best actors of all time. <laughs> I don't even get me started on Al Pacino, but that is a different. This is for a different, different episode. Are you whispering so you don't go on the naughty list? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go on the naughty list. I don't want Robert De Niro to deliver me coal. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, saying all of that, De Niro, I think, would play a good Santa. De Niro could play a good Santa. I like, I like a mafia Santa. That would be fun. Oh, my next choice. <laughs> uh, I am I, actually going to talk about kind of mafia Santa in my next choice. Excellent. This is fun. I like this. Shall, do, do I do the transition music now? Yeah. My next choice, and again, to kind of go into... Actually, you know what? 
I'm going to give you a degree of control over this. This is going to go a bit like choose your own adventure for you. We've 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 crossed this bridge before, Ian. You have two choices at the end of this for which story we go for. Okay. Basically. Okay. So my next choice is the stupidly named Rambo: First Blood Part Two, <laughs> the sequel to Rambo: First Blood, prequel to Rambo Three, which is obviously then followed by Rambo. I feel like First Blood Part 2 is like, you know when you go for a blood test and they use like more than one vial? <laughs> yeah, Part 2. <laughs> but the Rambo series, what... So, do you know how many people Rambo killed in Rambo 1? No. One person. Nice. That was the First Blood, obviously. Yeah, so Rambo killed... Rambo in First Blood killed one person. It wasn't... So the whole point is it was a commentary on like PTSD and Vietnam soldiers not being respected and looked after when they came back from war. In Rambo, Rambo kills 254 people, which averages out over its one hour, 39 minute runtime as one person every 24 seconds. That's impressive. Is he, is, is, is Rambo on the list of franchises with like, Here's a movie idea. Let's make it a Rambo movie. But the interesting thing with Rambo is it was based on. We're going to get to. We're going to get to Christmas. Uh, Rambo is based on a book called First Blood, where Rambo dies. <laughs> so, and that let's not even get on to who he's fighting with in Rambo Three. So Rambo Two follows John Rambo, who gets called out of prison because he's one of three people able to complete the mission of being sent back into Vietnam to basically scope out this camp where they may be still holding American prisoners of war. So even though this is 10 years after the Vietnam War, there was still a lot of unaccounted for American soldiers and there was a lot of ideas that they were still being kept prisoner. Wasn't, wasn't there also that one Vietnamese guy was like went into hiding and like surfaced something like 20 years later or something ridiculous yeah oh yeah there you go so a north vietnamese soldier hid in the jungle for 40 years it's crazy a uh, mr rambo <laughs> yeah so rambo he gets sent into the jungle by kind of like your shady like cia intelligence operative the sean mccoy um, yeah yeah LaShawn McCoy. So LaShawn McCoy, that's a, that is a niche American football <laughs> reference. That, that, that's what we need on a podcast about Santa and Christmas films. <laughs> NFL jokes. We're fumbling this more than Zeke Elliott. Am I right, Am I right Grant? Well, that, um, that cuts a little too close to home. Yeah. So they send Rambo in. Um, the idea is it turns out that he wasn't supposed to find anything because they want to draw a line under it. But there are prisoners there. Um, and he rescues them and gets captured himself. And then suddenly Russians turn up and then he kills everyone. Uh, so in Rambo 2, he kind of lets the team down a bit by only killing 75 people. So the choice here. So what we have working in our favour with Rambo 2 is... So have you seen Hot Shots Part Duh? I have not, no. Hot Shots Part Duh is one of my most watched films because I think me, my dad and my brother would watch it like every week growing up. It's Charlie Sheen. It is just a rip-off of, like, 
Rambo 2 and Vietnam era movies is fucking brilliant. But Rambo 2 is so generic, it is more of a parody of itself than an actual parody of Rambo 2. It makes no sense at all. It's fucking hilarious. He has like a permed mullet the whole way. But the script was originally written by James Cameron. Oh, really? Yeah, so like <laughs> early days James Cameron. Um, Still better than Avatar. Depending who you talk to, James Cameron feels like Sylvester Sloan wanted it to be more political, so cut out a lot of stuff. So he was supposed to have like a techie sidekick in it that they cut out. They cut out a lot of the backstory of the actual prisoners themselves. So James Cameron has come out and been, I think, quite open about this, about all of the changes, and he feels like they only kept the... He bought the action and Sylvester Stallone bought the politics, basically. Right. Um, Sylvester Stallone has come out and said, if James Cameron says anything more than that, then he realises he's now doing the backstroke badly in a pool of lies. (laughs) I'm going to use that. Oh, yeah, but James Cameron has said that because they cut all of his, like, complex backstory of the prisoners of war that rambo may as well have gotten to the jungle to pick up a six pack of beer (laughs) so none of the prisoners really talk apart from one guy that rambo manhandles up a muddy hill so for all we know one of those prisoners was santa right so your choice here is has rambo gone to vietnam to rescue santa or has Santa gone to Vietnam to rescue prisoners of war? So I think, based on the fact that with Endgame, Santa has already been saved for World War Two and Hitler by Captain America and Bucky, I think maybe we flip it. And this time, Santa is is on a mission to bring back the prisoners of war. Nice, I like that. So Santa, Santa has obviously worked. So there, there is a Mel Gibson film out, which I haven't watched yet. And... Apparently it's crap, but I'm going to watch it anyway, called Fat Man. Yeah, the trailer looks fun. Yeah, where Santa has worked with the CIA before, because of course he has. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, okay, so Santa First Blood Part 2. <laughs> Santa gets... Just, just we'll, we'll do the entire thing. Santa gets released from prison by his previous general, or colonel, whatever he is. Troutman, <laughs> who plays himself, who, who plays the same character in Hot Shots. Okay. So he lampoons his own portrayal, which I think is quite good. We need to watch Hot Shots Part 2, seriously. So Santa gets sent back to Vietnam. But because he's been captured in that prisoner camp before, I believe. Um, and as was mentioned in Rambo 2, Rambo was picked because he was one of three people able to complete this mission. So one of the others is clearly Santa. I mean, is that is that a list? Like, is there a, is there a, a is there a list of missions? And, and they're checking it twice. <laughs> and on uh, along like with like SEAL Team Six and um, the assassination of Osama bin Laden, were were they like were they on a short list of like fourteen? And they're like, okay, you're the seven that can go. Yeah, so it's I think the SEAL teams. It was like a draft. <laughs> so who, whoever finished last in the missions the year before gets the first pick of the upcoming rookie seals so whoever failed whoever failed they they were going for saddam but they they ended up in uh, the wrong town those guys got to pick 
yeah 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 exactly and then you've got people you know when you've got they, they start tanking for people coming through we, we're going really sporty on this <laughs> so yeah okay so that that is my my kind of idea then yeah and by mine i mean yours for santa first blood part two santa goes to vietnam rescues prisoners of war gets betrayed by the intelligence service he then gets captured tortured by russians and then kills everyone while leading them uh to safety he then topless shoots up computers while screaming and that's rambo part two i saved you some time so this made me think a bit about other kind of like what we said with santa in horror films there's a lot of Christmas set and Christmas themed action movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the action film that comes to mind, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> um, but there's not a lot of Santa in action. So the only ones that I could think of were Fat Man, which I haven't seen. Mm. To go back to them, Red Slay Down, the South Park episode, where Santa gets shot down above Baghdad. Yeah. And it is just an entire recreation of Black Hawk Down. The kids and Jesus go in to rescue Father Christmas. Because it's got the great line of, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't let him live. He shocked Santa's balls. (laughs) (laughs) Which we will include in our YouTube playlist, which I'm sure people watch. But now I've started, I can't stop. Um, (laughs) Rise of the Guardians, which is my link to your one. Yeah. Where... It's like Russian Mafia Santa, voiced by Alec Baldwin. And he has naughty and nice tattoos on yeah, his arm. Yeah, yeah. Good film, actually. I quite enjoyed that. It's brilliant. It, it's a lot of people... I feel like we've discussed this before. A lot of people haven't watched Rise of the Guardians because they think it's about They owls. think it's the owl movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is also a good film. I got into a very heated discussion with someone about that because I watched it and enjoyed it. It's a bit silly. But the owls have armour? Look, at the end of the day, it maybe wasn't the best film, but I still think it's a hoot. Hey! I think you made that joke before. <laughs> Probably. I'm not, it's a good I, one, though. I'm not particularly original, Ian. <laughs> yeah, but so... So they, they started going off on one about these owls having armour and just came out with, like, well, that means, that means there must be an owl blacksmith. And that is an owl blacksmith i think his name is bobo <laughs> and it was the it was one of those brilliant like wanky like aha and then because of that she watched it and enjoys it so i win the owls and then the only other one i could think of and this is one of those things where i really hope people do reach out to us on social media because i want to find more the only other one i could find is have you heard of the film the night the reindeer died i haven't no is it is it the sequel to the curious incident of the dog in the night time yeah, yes but the reason you haven't heard of the night the reindeer died is because it's not a real film it's right. a fake trailer at the beginning of scrooged okay so it's santa mrs claus and the elves and um lee majors the six million dollar man yeah and santa's workshop is getting attacked by like random people and they open up a cupboard that's got loads of guns and stuff in and the elves get armed 
and it's just about the idea of you know the how christmas is going to the dogs but scrooge is also a great film but that's all i could really think of in terms of actual santa you'd also get to see rambo with sorry santa with i always get those two mixed up <laughs> you'll get to see santa with a bow and arrow which i can only assume will be a toy one oh it'd have to be yeah yeah oh that's a point actually who would i have as action hero santa well, you would need, again, you'd need your Eddie Izzard time travel machine. But I would go yeah. um, uh, Dave Batista. Oh! Oh, that's... <laughs> that's the right answer. Again, once again on this podcast, Dave Batista is the right answer for dreamcasting a, uh, a role. Absolutely. Time traveling Dave Batista playing Santa, who is actually Rambo. Santa! Given you went, given you went first. Yep. What's your top three out of yours? Uh, top three. So, I think I would go third place. Life of Brian. I like it a lot. I like the subtlety, but it's probably not enough to kind of give it a real. Uh, to base a whole movie around it. Second place, Joker. Really like the kind of the idea that Santa isn't real and the reason that he is is kind of based on this one guy's psychosis and also kind of working out santa's origin story and then in first place krampus because a he's he exists in that universe and b just the idea of this big kind of godzilla style showdown between krampus and santa um just feels like it would really fit quite quite well with that movie well i I do without Without spoiling the actual ending, yep. the the showdown did, didn't feel great. Like, given how good the rest of the film was, it definitely felt like it was missing something yeah. there. So I wonder if the answer is a massive Santa showdown. Um, so with my choices, I'm going to go Night- Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Um, because it was based on a single line in a song, regardless of how great that was. What about I thought you chose Nightmare on Elm Street, not Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Hey, I see what you did there. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, so Nightmare on Elm Street is going to be my third choice on this top three list for this episode <laughs> of our podcast. Number two is going to be Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Nice. Just because I feel like. Action hero Santa has a lot to give the world. I feel like he must have worked with some military at some point, and I just feel like he can, you know, he could fill those fairly hefty, but probably not as tall as you think he is shoes. And then number one, because he is canon, because it would make far too much sense given the source material, Avengers Endgame. Oh, but the only problem with Avengers Endgame is with all of the powers we've listed for santa i think that battle would have been over really quickly oh uh, yeah he, he might have had to have done like captain marvel where maybe he doesn't show up with the portals he shows up towards the end but yeah so those those, those are my choices then so in terms of our top three then mm-hmm. what are you what, what are you thinking so top two for me are individual top ones so i would go Krampus and um, Endgame, and then I think third place is between Joker and First Blood Part Two. It's a tough one because the they're very 
they're very different, right? First Blood Part Two is like is putting... first First Blood Part Two and Joker are basically the same. <laughs> You're putting Santa into the context of something completely out of the realms of anything to do with Santa, right? Whereas and the and the other is Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then with Joker, you're kind of using the movie of Joker as a as a as a way to kind of have an origin story and kind of explore the um, deeply deranged psychosis of an individual who thinks he's Santa Claus. So, so out of your choices, I think my favourite one is my interpretation of Life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not what you said, but what I said based on it. So, <laughs> well, I mean, given that surprised you... me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you picked the route Rambo went down, so maybe we just trade. <laughs> I think a Santa Joker movie would work, like you said. It, it, I think it would work better as someone who thinks he's Santa rather than actually is Santa. Yeah, but then I guess Joker is someone who thinks he's Santa. <laughs> But he's technically, I mean, I don't know if it's a spoiler or an interpretation, but like there's the whole thing of like he might not actually be the Joker. And so the idea is that the Joker was inspired by Joker and therefore. So that Santa, the real Santa, would have been. (laughs) So the the real Santa is inspired by your terrorist Santa. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's that's an interpretation. Um, <laughs> my one is actual Santa, and not just actual Santa, but war hero Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I think my I think Santa First Blood Part Two works with actual Santa, and I don't think joke. I think Joker with Santa. Santa concept would work better it not being Santa. I've said Santa too many times, so it's lost all meaning to me, which is weird. It's going to break your Christmas spirit. Krampus is uh, luckily you've missed the fifth of December, so just sitting sitting the family around the TV watching Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. I mean, I still really like the idea of the film, and I kind of want to see a take on Santa where it is someone's kind of psychosis. But um... so a, a, a Christmas horror story touches on it okay i can't say it's done well <laughs> but it touches on it but i, I yeah I, I do like that idea like there's a lot of there's something to be you guys have been listening to this podcast long enough you know me and graham are deeply weird people so yeah that, that like a psychological study thing of someone who thinks they're santa sounds fucking fascinating yeah but then also something like that could lead you could end it on sort of the cliffhanger of like is he actually Sansa? Do you know what I mean? Like, there is, there is the kind of... There's films that have explored it before. I can't think of anything off the top of my head where, like, the whole narrative is like, oh, this guy's delusional, blah, blah, But actually, then at the end, it's like, oh, maybe he isn't. But yeah, I kind of want to see that film. Maybe we should write... I mean, we spoke about bad movies last week or a couple of weeks ago, and there is some shit out there. I'm sure someone must finance movie like surely we can get it made we just so we'll just pull up the joker script yeah like control f <laughs> <laughs> and just replace joker in is it 
Is it Arthur Fleck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just after Christmas, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we, I, yeah, all right. Okay, so, so how about we go this then? So the top three are Krampus Endgame, First Blood, and an honourable mention for the made-up scene in uh, Life of Brian, which is technically both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah no, I, I can I, I can honourable mention Life of Brian <laughs> uh, yeah three I think First Blood just because I, I think Santa is an action hero who doesn't realise it yet I think he has a lot of transferable skills to start ticking people off the naughty list I would go Endgame 1 just because it's not that actually that big uh, but i mean i guess with krampus as well it's not it's not a big step um okay okay now we will go endgame two just because i think including santa would end that battle far too quickly because santa's too powerful obviously (laughs) um and then krampus number one because i do actually think that would have been a better ending to the not uh, again, skirting around the fucking point because I want everyone to watch it, and this is the time of the year to watch it. I want them to keep the ending, ending. Yeah, the the, the very end part is fantastic. Yeah, but yeah you're but right. The 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 the, the lead the lead up to it is lacking in something, given how good the rest of the film is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you kind of got the the crescendo as just there's nothing. Well, there is, but it's. It, it doesn't hit the high notes that it should. I, I think Santa would actually have added a lot to that. And it also would have brought a lot to the arc of him, if not being Christmassy summons Krampus. Yeah, yeah. Logically, being Christmassy should summon Santa. I was very careful with me phrasing that. That could have ended <laughs> into a different film entirely. Um, Just making very, uh, pentagrams. Santa sleigh. Pentagrams <laughs> yeah. out of uh, candy canes. Gingerbread pentagrams. Yeah. And on that note, the podcast nobody asked for's top three films we'd like to add Santa to are number three, Santa First Blood Part Two. Number two is Avengers Endgame, and then number one is Krampus. So if you agree with our choices, or if you know of any other, so not Christmas horror films or Christmas action films, but Santa horror films and santa action films you can reach out to us on instagram at the podcast nobody asked for and if you're equally annoyed that in that top three rundown ian forgot to honorably mention life of brian tweet us at nobody asked for pod with the number four and i believe you can also find us on facebook at the same address and also rate us on apple podcast so give us five stars because all podcasts are now asking you to do that but also if you're leaving a review leave episode ideas and we will try and do the best ones because at some point we're going to run out of ideas so merry christmas merry christmas happy hanukkah something whatever you say at kwanzaa just enjoy your holidays yeah have fun (laughs) 